Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of the freaking our weekend review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking podcast, freaking Spotify and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Mossman Lofton and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Zaman Vargas and then Doug the Slug Jordan and Tadia Risher bringing up the rear all via the great satellite in the sky. Satellite freaking New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our weekend freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week, two week, since we last spoke. And I would like to place you on a ship. An old wooden ship with a... The mast is made of bones, weakers and tweakers. And you are floating along the ocean. Nightfall has come. With only the stars to guide you, you make your way through the cold and the damp. A long, dark journey into the unknown. And inside your heart you know... A great love is further and further away from you. And you think to yourself, I don't know what I will do when I make landfall, because I must return. And now, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, open your eyes, find a mirror or a phone, something you can see a reflection in, and notice that you are, of course, Matir. Matir, Sunjay's cousin, my old roommate, the 17-year-old boy from far and wide, is set to return on a long, dark journey, and he is in love. And by next week's time, he will be far and wide away from that love, the young woman that he met and fell in love with. And it breaks my heart, wiggers and tweakers, and my thoughts and prayers go out to him. Matir, if you are listening, stay strong, my friend, my brother, and one of my closest confidants. I have told him many of my secrets, which I, if you're listening, I wish you those to remain secrets. Those are, see, I say most things on the air here. If it's a secret that I tell you not to tell anyone, it's probably very freaking serious. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Just wanted to get that out at the top of the hour. Matir is on his way out. He is being banished. And Sunday is of no help. I said, can't we plea for a visa to extend his stay? It's Matir. Look at him. He's supposed to be here. Matir should be here. And Sunday said, geez, Louise, down on my knees. He needs to go. Banish him. These two star, Doug Jordan, these two star-crossed lovers are now without one another. He's not being banished. His just his trip is up. He's going back home. Not a banished. Also, I'm playing, Doug. Please, I believe we said already. Please be quiet. Uh, the amount of time that we've wasted discussing the life of Matir, who most of us only briefly met once, and he he showed absolutely zero interest in any of us. Almost especially you, freaking Taylor. He seemed to, he seemed to, to to not even really like like the sight of you 
That is be what the a heartbreak will do to you. It changes you from the inside out. It rots you like an apple. You know, from the core. What the heartbreak is that he's being banished, or is the heartbreak that you thought he was dead? Wait a minute. So he is not. he is being freaking banished. Are you kidding? No, me? he's not. He's not being banished. He's just going. He just his trip is up. He's going home. I I misspoke. He's in love with a woman, and and Sunze won't let him stay in his domicile. Wow. The things that can get you freaking banished these days, it's freaking amazing. Yeah. He's not being banished. You just, freaking said it yourself, Doug. You said the you said the boy is ba- the boy has been banished. Yeah. The words I, the words the boy has been banished did not come out of my mouth. Those exact words you said just a moment ago. Speaking of banishment, Doug Jordan has been banished from the fish factory, and now has found himself a new position, a position he has made of his own. Do you know what banished means? The definition of it that I left the fish factory. I quit. Well, you it were gonna banished. get. You were about to get banished for life. They, you thought you were going to be banished, so you quit. Yeah. That okay. That that checks out. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be banished, so they I quit. told you you couldn't go anywhere near a fish. Court order. Well, I thought that they told me that I couldn't go anywhere near a fish. Court order. Because you violated the fish's the dead fish mouth. No, that's not that's not true. I just thought I was going to get fired. Well, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? I'm doing uh, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, my sexual arousal rate uh, is not increased at this time. What does that mean? And I'm not. Um, and uh, my. Uh, my week has been okay. A little stressful, at, uh, a little uh, heated at the at the Ortego Grill. Um, between me and Larry and Brown, tweakers that don't know, Doug Jordan purchased a share in the Ortego Grill and now is attempting to run it to no avail. Well, yeah, I came on as a partner. I'm not. I'm not attempting to run it. It's, it's a collaborative effort between me and Larry Brown. And uh, when well, I signed the paperwork and I paid my friggin' dues, I thought that uh, I was under the impression that the establishment was going to be turning into a barbecue restaurant, as that is my friggin' specialty, my culinary specialty. Uh, however, Larry Brown wants to keep with the South Southwest Grill uh, vibe that we have going on currently. So uh, it's been a lot of arguing back and forth between him and I. So... I also started watching uh, season one of Monk uh, this week. Uh, highly recommend. Uh, Tony Shalhoub, very funny. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. Well, um, uh, Doug Jordan, I am speechless. I am without speeds. So I think perhaps at some point we will need to broker a agreement between you and Larry Brown, perhaps have him on the show. I mean, I, I think we'll come to a con- I, I, I'm already drafting up menu items to kind of merge the two ideas and make it a, a barbecue southwestern grill. So, you, so have a you know, barbecue baked burrito or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Barbecue baked burrito, maybe a barbecue taco, maybe a barbecue nachos. Would you have regular baked beans as the beans inside the burrito? Well, I would do it. It would be it would be uh, like a baked refried refried baked beans. So, so they're like you, sweet, but they're mushy. 
Yeah, exactly. It would be like a sweet mush. Uh, sounds really disgusting. And I, well, I, I, when I first heard him, please don't interrupt me. When I first heard about you freaking coming onto the Ortego Grill, the first thing I thought of is, geez, Luis, he's going to f*** this up. He's going to ruin this whole freaking restaurant. And I freaking love this place. Yeah. I just, I, you guys rave about my freaking barbecue all the time. So it, I don't know why you're not being supportive of me. Uh, that's why you don't freaking mix business and pleasure, Doug. That's what you did at the freaking fish place, I heard. No, I, I didn't. They freaking banished you for that, Doug. I was not banished from the the fish, the, the, the factory. I was not banished for no. making love to a fish. They didn't banish you for making love to fish? That's insane. I wasn't, I never did that. At the, I didn't do that. Well, God bless you, Doug Jordan. Jesus Louise, down on my knees, before we get into the rest of your week, I want to talk a little bit about my week. Now, the saga of Octagon and Marvel Givens, Jesus Louise, down on my knees, has been placed on hold, and God bless it for that, because I the pressure was getting to me, although I was ready for this in a big way. Now, I made my way to the group home. After meeting with my old freaking aides, Mrs. Warsbazer and Mrs. Malvor, they run the group home. They said I needed to complete the freaking exit paperwork, the discharge paperwork. And so I went, trudging along in my leg irons, my beautiful blue house dress, my mozzie-covered helmet, and a smile, though there was fear behind those eyes. Well, geez louise, down on my knees, I signed the paperwork, they removed the shackles from my ankles, and I gotta tell you, I felt pretty foolish in that house dress without the, at once the shackles were removed, I had no reason to be dressed that way, other than for comfort, obviously, but I mean, and it was very comfortable, except for the fact that I had soiled myself because my nerves got to me on the way there, so it was wet, but... It was a blessing and a mitzvah, Doug Jordan. And geez louise, down on my knees, on my way out, which I was glad to be gone, rid of. The saga of me and the group home is over. Disconnected. I am free. Finally. At last. Thank God. I noticed a man stricken by paralysis in the corner of the dark room being fed by one of the residents of the group home, some sort of porridge from a spoon, and that man was the octagon. And he sat there as this deranged house guest shoveled some sort of porridge that it looked like the octagon did not want to be eating into the open lips of this poor, gigantic, paralyzed man. It seems that... The Octagon has not regained his strength from waking up from his coma, and he is relegated to the use of a wheelchair. So, absolutely freaking hilarious. Angie's Louise down on my knees. We wish him the best of luck. Of course, he is an enemy. Uh, I I think we all are wondering the same thing. Um, was he is he wearing an eye patch now? Uh, yes, he is absolutely wearing an eye patch. He well, has had his eye removed by Marvel Givens, forcefully. And he, the paralysis that he suffers only seems to affect one half of the, his face, but unfortunately it's the half with the good eye. So he has 
uh, eye patch on one eye and a drooping eye on the other where that he can barely open and he can only talk out of the side of his mouth and I went over and sat with him a while patted him on his hand told him everything was going to be alright I have a big heart weakers and tweakers and I knew this man in his moment of great trial and tribulation needed me there and so I have been visiting with him and sitting with him until, of course, Mrs. Warsbazer and Mrs. Malfour put an end to it, and I am no longer allowed on the grounds. You've been banished from the group home? Yeah. I would, there, there's a sign with my picture on it. I said, I don't know where you got this picture of me. This is not a flattering image. And it says, do not admit. Banished. In so many words, Doug Jordan. So... Jeez, Louise, down on my knees, you don't know what you got until it's gone. It is a tough pill to swallow. So, either way, geez, Louise, down on my knees, Sandy the Sandman, Farkas, moving on to Tadia freaking Risher. How you doing? How you been? How f***ing are you? God bless you, and how was your week? Uh, first of all, thank you for the blessing. Uh, I'm doing very well, and to quote Doug Jordan just a few minutes ago, my sexual arousal is at an all-time high. Yeah. Um, it's been a busy week for me just because, you know, I'm obviously hard at work um, going to to the friggin' cleaners and, and cleaning up all sorts of, you know, human left behinds, whether it be garbage or feces or friggin' uh, the thing that comes out of you when you friggin' play with yourself. And in my spare time, uh, obviously, uh, last, last show we talked a lot about these mollusks and... Um, you know, I, I mentioned that it really kind of put a scare into me because friggin' that white stuff that comes out of you when you freaking play with yourself is one of my top cleaning things. So I, you know, worried about that it's going to drive me out of business. And so I started studying these mollusks and, and researching and I've procured a few snails to see if maybe I can breed out the eating part of them. And, you know, just trying different things. I've been feeding them a different diet. I've been freaking mating them with other different snails that don't eat. Just trying to do anything, maybe even freaking make their trail even dirtier so that, you know, it defeats the purpose. If you if they come in to the di- to the room, Doug, and they eat the and they leave a trail of harder to clean stuff that they won't eat then it's all but guaranteed that I'll freaking keep my job. Well, geez, Louise, I don't know how you knew, know so much about biology. I was unaware that this was a specialty of yours. Yeah, I minored in biology. I, I thought you did But you went to school for radio studies, I thought, and yeah, minored I, in I, biology. I majored in communications, and I minored in biology. What's so hard to understand about that? But then you dropped out. Yeah, well, I didn't say I got my degree. I just minored in it. Uh, okay. Uh, regardless, uh, I have a quick question. Don't mo- don't snails currently now not eat uh, human excrement? What are you freaking talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? There's a whole study. I mean, last week they said that they were trying to engineer snails that did that. So, so you just have snail. You just have normal snails that don't eat freaking the that friggin the goo 
Yeah, and I got a question on top of that. How many of these snails have you procured? Well, that's a great question for both of you. I'm going to go ahead and answer Taylor's first. I've procured about 50 of them, and they've and I've let them loose in my apartment, and so they're running around, they're cleaning my apartment, and they're doing a pretty good job at it. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I will admit it's been a little chaotic. Every step, you know, into a different room, I end up stepping on a friggin' snail. I have to go out and get more snails. So in total, this week, I think I've bought about 200 of them, but there's probably only about 50 running around in here. And you, where did you buy? Where did you exclusively buy these snails that that eat human friggin' excrement? Uh, you can get them at stores. Yeah, you can get them at stores, Doug Jordan. Duh. They're for, for they're for fish tanks, Doug. Have you ever have you ever seen a snail sucking up fish in a fish tank? I mean, have you tested it to see if they actually eat friggin' the the? Well, it, you know. I won't get into too much details, but, you know, sometimes you freaking play with yourself. You don't clean up and, you know, it disappears later. And I assume that the snails are the ones taking care of it, Doug. But, uh, you know, I can't be I can't be watching 50 different snails at all time. I, I have no no further questions from me. Well, geez, Louise, down on our, my freaking knees. That leaves us to the best for last. Sandy, the Sandman, Farkas, how you doing? How you been? How are you god bless you and how was your week uh yeah um this, my uh this is freaking sandy um Fargan, uh, this is sandy farkas and uh um boy oh boy diesel ways am i freaking drunk yes am i freaking as the freaking dickens am i freaking and how was my freaking week uh i mean diesel ways that not not a whole freaking lot to report uh, I believe uh, last week I, I mentioned that I was uh, invited to host a uh, Labor Day event. Uh, it was called uh, the Labor Day Festival, sort of pool party and ice cream social. It was a uh, freaking Hawaiian themed, so I was wearing freaking some Hawaiian lays and a freaking straw hat. And uh, basically, I was just playing some freaking music and um, cracking, cracking a few freaking jokes. Uh, I mean, and, and basically, the party freaking sucked. Uh, the party was, uh, was, was a freaking fiasco. Uh, nothing went the way I thought it should. And, uh, and Doug, uh, briefly mentioned, he said, uh, you know, they're going to have freaking hot dogs. And I said, really, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the freaking, with the freaking cuisine or the, or the offerings or the catering. But, you know, if you want to bring a couple of freaking hot dogs, go right at freaking head. Guy freaking shows up with a freaking sack full of freaking hot dogs. And I'm thinking, and, and I, and then the moment he shows up, I said, of course, I mean, of course they have freaking hot dogs. There are freaking hot dogs everywhere. Uh, so basically, uh, at some point, freaking Doug starts freaking drinking the freaking White Claws, right? And Doug freaking drops a whole freaking sack of freaking hot dogs in the pool. Next thing you know, there's about freaking 12 freaking hot dogs freaking floating around the freaking pool, and freaking kids are freaking bumming into it. It's all freaking, it was a freaking fiasco. Doug Jordan. It was, it was hardly a fiasco. The, the, it was a freaking fiasco, Doug. And there also, freaking, there was hot dogs in the pool, Doug. You never said I'm not familiar with what that is, with that cuisine. I've never heard you say you don't know what a freaking hot dog is. I know what a Doug. I know what a hot dog is. I said I wasn't familiar with the cuisine that the party was offering, but I could assume there was going to be hot dogs because it was a Labor Day pool party ice cream social. But that there was nothing about hot dogs in the title. Labor Day pool party ice cream social. You said nothing about freaking hot dogs. Pool party and hot dog go hand in hand, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with 
Sandy on that one. I've never been to a freaking pool party where I didn't scarf a couple of freaking dogs. Yeah. Well, listen, there were freaking hot dogs and there were even hot dogs in the pool. Thanks to me. So, well, it's pretty it successful Labor Day. Drastically inappropriate because of the shape of the hot dogs and the age of the most of the attendees. Doug Jordan, you should be ashamed of yourself. It's what Sandy is driving at, I believe. And the strangest thing of it all was that Doug, I mean, these and these hot dogs first inexplicably were removed from their freaking package and were just freaking free floating in a freaking plastic bag when he showed up. You imagine, and I look like a freaking, I look like a freaking, I won't be invited back. I invited a freaking psycho who shows up with a plastic bag with freaking 12 loose hot dogs in it. Why do you want to be invited back? You were complaining the whole time about how, how much this freaking sucked. I think even at one point we were on the stage and you said, oh, God, this freaking sucks. I want to get out of here so bad. Yeah, he said it into the mic. They didn't like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just one one more piece of the freaking fiasco puzzle. Uh, yeah, they did not. They did not like when I accidentally said to the mic, geez, Louise, this. this is the worst party. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And that was after your freaking second bottle of brown. Yeah. They didn't like how much I was drinking either, which. I, and I, and I, I yelled at one of the guys. I said, look, I would have never signed up for this if it wasn't if I thought it wouldn't be OK to freaking drink. I said, if you, if you ever freaking listen to my freaking radio show, you know, this is what this is what you this is what you freaking signed up for. Yeah. And they play they dunked me. I was there and they played dunk the monster. The kids, they started saying dunk the monster. I didn't know I was looking for the monster all around my shoulder. I'm just wandering around keeping an eye on things dressed in my giant blue house dress and my crazy helmet and my leg irons because I had yet to get them off at that point in the week. And I'm looking for this monster. I say, who are these kids talking about? Where is this monster? And the next thing I know, they're dunking me in the pool, and I can't swim with these leg irons on. I can barely swim with them off. I sunk to the bottom like a stone. Yeah, uh, the freaking powers that be were also not thrilled at uh, your freaking presence in general. I remember hearing overhearing them a couple of security guards saying, "We gotta get the we gotta get the freaking crazy person out of here." And I said, "Don't you touch him. That's that's my freaking friend." Yeah, I was in the rider, so. Jay's Louise down on my knees. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussing. But before we get to that, we got a great new segment. With many refugees leaving en route to this great nation, they come in pursuit of happiness, of life, and of liberty. They come here because they want to be free. And although not all of us meet them with open arms, their presence certainly adds to our charm. From their foods, to their music, to their strange attire, their unusual customs lifts our culture higher. But as is the case with Matir, sad but true, others' days here are numbered so few. So for those who wish to make this place their permanent nest, we proudly bring you questions from our week's naturalization test. So, geez louise, down on my knees, this is brought to you uh, to listeners by U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. It's also part of our new literacy program here at our Week in Review because listeners scored so low on the lis- uh, listeners, W-A-Y-O listeners literacy test uh, voluntary poll so geez louise an embarrassment a besmirzment on all of us now this first in a series of programs we will be doing on literacy is about principles of american democracy a roundtable panel discussion follows we will go through questions and attempt to answer them in the most in the best way that we can 
Yeah, and I, if I could just step in and just really get a, the Mayo Tarts to pay attention here because I think we need those that group of people to really, really yeah. focus here. Damn. They're, yeah. the, they're the ones that are driving these freaking scores so freaking low. Yeah, I mean, none of them scored high, but that in descending order, the Uyghurs, Tweakers, and Mayo Tarts, they just they botched the whole thing. I don't know what else to say. So number one, question number one, what is the supreme law of the land? Sandy Farkas, I would like to send this to you. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this, as the most freaking well-traveled uh, uh, member of the freaking panel here at Freaking Our Weekend Review, uh, and I do believe that I, I probably do have the, um, the the best grasp on what is the supreme law of the freaking land. Uh, having been to freaking Mexico, uh, a.k.a. freaking worst place on freaking earth, uh, I would say that the law of the freaking land, and by the way, I also don't like freaking British people. Um, yeah, you don't like them. Don't interrupt me. I'm in the middle of this. Um, what? What? What, did, what was that? Did you say sorry or what? Did what was it? What the hell was that? I, I said time. What the hell is the matter with you? Well, I am just nervous about this examination that is following. So please. All right. Well, I'm a, now. I'm a bit distracted. Um. Uh, so basically, jeez uh, Louise, uh, supreme law of the land. Uh, been to Mexico, terrible place. Um, don't uh, the British? Supreme law of the land would have to be freaking um, um, have a good time all the freaking time. Um, keep the freaking and keep and keep it and keep it and keep it. Uh, have always keep the freaking sun at your back, and um, and travel alongside only your shadow and your stories. <clears throat> yeah, bring your stories with you. Tell them on the radio. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what I was saying. You don't need to summarize what I just said. Um, bring your stories with you. Put them on the radio. Um, and that's the law. Yeah, and though he is right, the answer actually is the Constitution. But they're both. It sort of goes hand in hand because the Constitution is basically a list of stories, parables, if you will, that tell you about life in the country. So, number two, this goes to freaking Tadia. What does the Constitution do? Yeah, um, well, so as you mentioned, the Constitution is a, a set of stories that freaking guide our every moral uh, upbringing. So, um, you know, they, they tell us how to freaking, um, you know, basically freaking the first story is about Adam and freaking Eve and how they freaking eat an apple and the snake. I, I haven't read the Constitution, so I... I'll be honest, I don't really... They end up freaking having sex with each other, though. Yeah. Yeah. They eat that. That I do know. Yeah. 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 They're walking around the forest completely freaking butt naked, and and they're wondering, and they're like, don't do it, and then I was like, well, obviously they're going to... Obviously, they're gonna freaking do it, and freaking they're freaking human beings, freaking human nature to freaking, I mean, to have to freaking act on these freaking desires. Original yeah. sin, Doug Jordan. So I guess I guess the answer to the question, what does the Constitution do, is it tells you how to freaking make love, Doug Jordan. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. And the answer, actually, that they have in the book is that it sets up government and defines the government and protects basic rights of Americans. Which would be like making love and playing with yourself and all these sort of yeah. rights that we take for granted every day, but we do all the time. If we realize all that we didn't, that we are emboldened to do these things, Doug Jordan, habitually, 
until the until the things that we're doing make a soreness and a redness appear, and you have to go to the doctor to put an ointment on. Well, good luck doing that somewhere else, Doug Jordan. So number, uh, and that's in the Constitution. I hope so. Says, are you paying attention, Doug? Doug, we can't have you and the Mayo Tards not paying attention. I'm starting to think Doug might be a freaking Mayo Tard. Yeah. Number three, Doug Durden, this is to you. The idea of self-government is in the first three words of the Constitution. What are these words? Uh, then, well, okay. Well, I think it's... A, what, uh, this is a very easy one, Doug. In National Treasure and National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets, starring Nicolas Cage... Uh, they it they it's they have to steal the Declaration of Independence, it's and the first document, and the first three words I believe are the are as we the people. Yeah, that's right. That's pretty good. So we the people. Jeez Louise, I didn't. So we've all got one right. That's yeah, yeah, one. yeah, and we're three out of three. Doug Jordan, thank you. Number four, Sandy Fargus. What is an amendment? Um, well, this is a that's a this is actually a really good freaking question. Um, what is an amendment? Um, basically, all right, this dates way freaking back. Uh, this is a I believe freaking Jesus had these two giant freaking rocks. Um, that he freaking wrote. Um, all the freaking amendments on freaking ten of them. Uh, the ten freaking amendments, and um, one of them is don't um. Don't cover your freaking neighbor's wife, um, which is one that I freaking struggle with freaking constantly. Um, but don't cover your neighbor's wife? I, 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 I mean, if I, if, if I had my way, I'd be freaking uncovering my freaking neighbor's wife, if you know what I'm freaking saying. Um, Does that just mean you're not supposed to keep your wife in the house? I don't, I'm not familiar with the, the amendment. Not, uh, it means do not. It means... Um, it also, I mean, pretty much freaking harkens all the way back to freaking Adam and Eve. You know, don't act on those freaking desires. If you're freaking drooling over your freaking neighbor's wife and you're like, well, oh boy, maybe I shouldn't do this. He's he's really not even my neighbor. He's just my friend. I'm living in his garage. I should probably stay away from his freaking wife, but she's always being so nice to me every single freaking morning. Um, she never freaking getting on my case about freaking leaving the freaking garage a mess. And you, I mean, you're starting to, one time she freaking dresses, she dressed me in her freaking, in her little brother's freaking, uh, freaking suit. And uh, I think she tried, and I think she tried to zip up she was zipping up my fly i think she was trying to catch a freaking glimpse of my of um with my but anyway, right, wait, hold on i have two things here one i thought you said don't cover thy neighbor's wife i realized covet. that you thought that doug i heard yes i said covet not freaking cover and to stop talking about my freaking wife and also you're not my neighbor well, he lives in your garage, so unless he sleeps in your bed in a box underneath, unwillingly, like the other man, he is your neighbor. He's more like my tenant that doesn't pay rent or squatter. Or something eats all like my that. food. Yeah, like a squatter. I mean, I freaking pay my dues. I mean, I, I, everything. In, I mean, what about all the work I did in the basement? Oh, uh, how you got rid of all the work that I had done in the basement by demolishing it? That basement was By in trying shambles. trying to dig a freaking hole? Yeah. To set a trap or something? 
That's what happens. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. And then when you were freaking experimenting with electricity, cause you'd never heard of freaking electricity for whatever reason, you stood in a puddle of water with a freaking uh, live wire attached to it. I don't or know whatever. why you're complaining about that. I, I was the only person who got freaking hurt. And the truth is it would have freaking worked too. If you, if you hadn't gotten in my freaking head about it, got I had to replace all of the freaking wires that you freaking ruined and the freaking breakers that blew up because you freaking charged it up so hard. Yeah. You charged it right up. Got a pretty good zap too. So, geez louise, that was hilarious. So, not that answer to that is actually a change to the Constitution, but of course, these changes were written in stone by Jesus on Christ on the cross, and he carried those tablets basically up that hill to a, his long dark grave. Yeah, all so, the way through the freaking giant freaking water with the with the waves on both sides too. This was yeah. a magic man. This man, a wizard of sorts. So, I. Uh, Moving on to Titty Richard, what do we call the first ten amendments of the Constitution? Well, um, I believe it's called the Book of Love, which basically tells you, you know, what you can and cannot do to your friggin' neighbor's wife. I mean, you're allowed to love your friggin' neighbor's wife, but you cannot covet her, um, Doug Jordan. And also, uh, you know, cover thy neighbor's wife. Um, you know, if she's friggin', you know, if Doug's wife is friggin' naked. You friggin' politely hand her a towel and say, Doug's, Doug Jordan's wife, cover up your, your friggin' shame. Um, Can we stop using my wife as a friggin' example? Can we just use somebody else's friggin' wife? What do you suggest? You got a sister or something? No, I don't have a sister. I can go off Doug's sister. Doug's sister is friggin' there and she says, I'd like to make love. You, you, you get garner consent. Yeah. But that's not my wife. I'm sorry, I'm, Doug's I'm, wife. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, no. I'm imagining. I'm imagining his freaking sister right now, and she's. Got to be honest with you, right now, I'm imagining his sister and his wife, same room. I'm not even there. Got it all on video. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Number six. What is the one? Uh, what? This is Sandy Fargus. Uh, this Wait, is Doug what Jordan. What was the real answer to that? That question. is the Bill of Rights, Doug Jordan. Which and that is the Bill of Rights that you just sold yourself a Bill of Rights to, to, about your wife. You got the right to remain silent. Now, n- number six and final. What is one right or freedom of the First Amendment? Doug Jordan, speak now or forever hold your speech. Well, you just gave the freedom freedom of speech. That's the first one. What is the other one? The the bare arms is number two, I think. No, the the First Amendment's got a whole bunch: speech, religion, assembly, press, petition the government. That's not an amendment. Those are just the 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 rights rights. to in the amendment. Yeah, we're listen, Uyghurs, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers. We will get back to this. We will do more of this. This is something that you need more than we need. We are not doing this for our own benefit. We're doing this for the benefit of our listeners. Now, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. 
Tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, fame musician Phil Collins made headlines after revealing that he can, quote, barely hold drumsticks amid ongoing health concerns, according to People. In a recent interview with BBC Breakfast, the 70-year-old coming-in-the-air singer joined Genesis bandmates to discuss their upcoming reunion tour. Collins explained that his son Nick will be taking over the drumming duties. Quote, I'm kind of physically challenged a bit, which is very frustrating because I'd love to be playing up there with my son. I mean, I can barely hold a stick with his hand, he said. Collins suffered nerve damage from back surgery in 2015, an incident that left him feeling as though he was walking, quote, on sticks. While recovering from the back surgery, Collins broke his foot. And after surgery mended his broken foot, he fell and broke the same foot again. Then in 2017, the rocker took a nasty spill in his hotel room, hitting his head on his chair, and sustained a severe gash on the head that required stitches. In 2018, Collins was reportedly relegated to the use of a cane while attending an event in Miami. Quote, I don't know if I want to go out on the road anymore, he said. So... Jeez Louise, down on my knees. If this guy can't use, he can't even hold a drumstick, what other things that are similarly shaped to a drumstick don't you think you can hold, Doug Jordan? I mean, the, I know we, I'll just, uh, his dangly chance. No, he can't hold it. Right. Yeah, I know that's what that he plays him, so. Gosh, I hope for dear life that. He doesn't. He isn't asking his son to take over those duties. If you know what I freaking mean, being appropriate. I saw a move, uh, movie once uh, where the they uh, there's a pie, and they put the pie in the freaking microwave. Uh, and I'm thinking that's probably what he does. What, what, what would that do? I mean, you put a pie in a microwave. When you know, what do you do? You then you would eat. I mean, you've seen the you've seen the movie. You've seen oh, freaking American freaking Pie. Film, American Pie. Yeah. So man, freaking great freaking film. Uh, my favorite part is when he freaking has sex with the pie, and then his father comes in and see, catches him, makes him finish, and then they both eat the freaking the pie together. Yeah, he says, "Well, I guess we might as well eat it now." And Jesus, Louise, it is disgusting. It's hilarious yeah. at the same time. So, poor old Phil Collins. Yeah, we're freaking, we're gonna miss you, freaking Phil. Um, so I'm sorry, sorry you had to go the way that so many other freaking great stars before you have gone. Um, and we're never freaking gonna forget you. Yeah, the way of the dodo is what is what Sandy is saying. So he's still alive. He just can't freaking. Well, well that ends well, Doug. Last week, actor Catherine Prescott made headlines after being hit by a cement truck, according to E! Online. The 30-year-old television star, known for her performance on Skins and the title character in MTV's Finding Carter, landed her latest role in a New York City ICU bed after being hit by a cement truck while crossing the street. According to her twin sister, she's lucky to be alive. Quote, after fighting through complex surgery, some of Catherine's injuries include broken pelvis in two places, both of her legs, her foot, and her left hand. 
again, Megan wrote on Instagram. She narrowly avoided paralysis. The doctors are hopeful that she will make a full recovery, but this will be only be possible with the correct care right now. Catherine, who was born and raised in London, does not have family stateside to support her during her recovery. Catherine's sister, Megan, has been unable to secure a travel visa. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Katie Prescott, as fans call her. Special K. And she is injured. Gravely injured, Doug Jordan. Now, in an effort to brighten her spirits, assuming that she is listening, please say one thing nice that she has done in her career that you noticed and that charmed you down to your soul. Because she is ever so charming. Are you are you asking me specifically, or you, was that to direct towards I everybody? I said your name, didn't I? Yeah, Did but you? sometimes you just say my name, and I don't, and you just say it for no reason. So I don't know if you were addressing me or if if it was just oh, one yeah, of those. I mean, times. he's always talking to you. Yeah, I love you. Sometimes they'll just be reading a story and you'll say Doug Jordan and 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 I don't know why you say my name. When he's talking to you, Doug, I mean it's not he's not just saying it for no reason. He's speaking to you. Yeah, but then I try to talk and he just keeps freaking talking. Sometimes in the night I get up, I have to take a pee. Something is stuck in my trousers, and when I go to pee, I urinate all over the seat. I say your name then as well. I go Doug Jordan. Why? Let's not get hung up on whys and won'ts. Let's talk about freaking Catherine Prescott. And her lovely yeah, I, career I, I, that you appreciate so much. Yeah, I'll be completely honest with you. I uh, I am not familiar with this person. You gotta be kidding uh, me, Doug Jordan. And I I I can tell that you guys are not uh, either. No, Doug. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't could, be any more incorrect. Who could forget her roles in freaking Finding Carter from 2014 to 2015, or well, Dog's Journey? Gonna, I was gonna say her performance in freaking Skins was was. Was one, probably one of my freaking favorites. Yeah. Okay, so you are just going off of the story, and Tadia Richer is looking at his phone because he freaking Googled her. Here's God. the thing, Doug. Both of the shows, Skins and Finding Carter, the thing We're that highlights her great acting in both of those is the plots of these shows, which are just unreal. And you can tell that she has a lot of input with the writers to make these plots great so that she can do her best acting. Yeah, yeah. Well, what no, are she, the plot? She, What's the plot well, of Finding Carter? Please don't interrupt me, Doug. Uh, she, she, I would really appreciate it if you wouldn't bring interrupt me. Um, she, I know for a fact, freaking Catherine spends a lot of freaking time in the writers' room, uh, working right there with the writers to make sure that they're crafting freaking stories that can elevate her freaking performance. Uh, and she, and she's, she, if she, sometimes she gets apparently. I mean, this is just something I've heard. Uh, being a huge fan, she'll freaking see scripts and she'll say, "This isn't like you know, we're not doing this. We're not freaking shooting this back to the freaking drawing board." And she'll have them freaking completely start over and that's that's part of the reason why freaking finding carter has such a freaking kind of complex freaking plot yeah yeah what can you give me an example of maybe your favorite episode or your favorite scene starring Catherine carter well if you shut up i can freaking answer that question um i my probably would be the last freaking episode where they finally freaking find carter or all the ones before that one where they're looking for him yeah what exactly happens to carter why, why does he go missing he got lost. He got so he just got he got lost. That was the explanation. Yeah, yeah he he wanders away from the supermarket and freaking just gets yeah. lost. 
So the last episode, he just says, hey, guys, I, I'm, I've been lost this whole no. time. No, not no, no. The detective finds him. Detective Prescott. Yeah, Detective Prescott, who turns out was actually his freaking long lost brother, too. It's pretty, that's, but that's, I don't, great. Thank you, freaking Doug. I just freaking spoiled it for everyone who hasn't freaking seen it. You yeah. just said the last freaking scene of the show is when they find Carter, and the show is called Finding Carter. So I don't think I really spoiled anything. Yeah, well, the, you the, did. Detective Prescott and freaking Carter being long lost brothers is a pretty huge freaking, freaking spoiler. And yeah. what's Catherine's role in this, in Finding Carter? The main character. She she is Carter in the show? No. No, she's I the main Carter be the main Yeah, he's hardly listen. in it. You gotta understand, Doug, Carter's not in the show until the last episode. When they obviously when they can finally find him. Yeah. Find him. I think he's dead when they find him too, so kind of a moot point but either way Catherine Prescott we love you God bless you and we hope that you recover greatly from these terrible 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 injuries that you have sustained after being hit by a cement truck that's pretty crazy I think we'll all agree so last week a Colombian man was arrested in Barcelona after trying to smuggle in $34,000 of cocaine under his toupee according to Reuters after arriving on a flight from Barcelona the man's nervous demeanor caught the attention of police according to reports the man was wearing a hat atop an oversized toupee when authorities investigated they discovered half a kilogram of cocaine under his the bulbous toupee no details were given about the identity of the man so this is absolutely freaking hilarious this guy dressing in a dressing in a giant toupee with a big hat and he's smuggling in drugs i don't know there's a, there's more to say about this one yeah i'm trying to Racking my brain right now to figure out yeah. what I want to say about this. It's hilarious, but I don't really have a definitely. Opinion on it. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, this is don't get me wrong. This is freaking hilarious. Big toupee, freaking hilarious. Giant hat, freaking hilarious. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is this is hilarious. I guess my only question is, when did people stop putting it up their rear freaking end? I thought that was the most safe, secure place yeah. to put things that you value. I think they. I think. I think it's just that they look up there now, man. They think now they just check. I think people come into Regan, Columbia, and they go, "All right, you know, bend over. We got to check your. No, you know what we got to do. Check your bottom. Yeah. Well, God bless you for trying. I guess in a swift sentence to prison or whatever happens, I don't know. Sort of a non-story. Yeah. It is a non-story. Last week, a Spanish bishop of the Catholic Church resigned to pursue a relationship with a satanic erotica writer, according to the BBC. In 2020, Xavier Novel became Spain's youngest bishop in the nation's history. Considered to be a rising star in Spain's Catholic Church, Novel was known for backing controversial gay conversions to therapy and actively carrying out exorcisms. When Novel resigned with the Vatican's approval last month, the church cited personal reasons. According to reports, prior to his resignation, Novel met with top Vatican officials, including the big pope. Religion Digital first reported that Novel had left the church to pursue psychologist and erotic novelist Sylvia Cabolo. 
Cabolo has authored books, The Hells of Gabriel's Lust and the Trilogy of Amnesia, to name a few. Her titles are said to feature sadism, madness, and lust, and a struggle between good and evil, God and Satan, with a plot to shake one's values and religious beliefs to the core. So, there's another one. I don't really know what to say about this. This is... All I can really come up with is the friggin' relation between this bishop and Matir's situation. He's obviously friggin' loving someone who he probably shouldn't be loving. He has to friggin' leave for it. It makes me sad, Doug. Yeah, it is sad, Doug. Uh, he doesn't have to leave. His vacation was over. He's not on vacation, and he's a bishop. No, Matir, not the friggin', not the, not Bishop. I love Matir, and I'm gonna miss him, Doug Jordan. You barely even friggin' know yeah. who he is. I can't understand why anybody gives a shit about Matir. He is being. He was the, one of the, one of the least interesting people I've ever spoken with. He, it was hilarious. I just, you just needed to spend more time with him. He, I was certain he was gonna say something funny soon. Any moment, it was just building. I never saw the guy, but freaking Taylor talked about him so much that I'm not going to lie. I found myself interested in the guy and never going to freaking get to meet him. Yeah, he loved you, too. He has family here. He'll come back to visit again. Well, if well we... I probably, but I won't make the effort to go meet him, though. And listen, the lady's sister who got hit by the cement truck, Catherine Prescott, her sister can't even come here with a travel visa. You think they're going to let old Krusty Mateer back? He's, what, what do you mean old and crusty? He's 17 years old. Well, by the time he's allowed to come back, he'll be old and crusty. Yeah, because there's a freaking, there's a, I mean, there's a time limit on these freaking banishments. I mean, he's probably, it's probably about freaking five years, five, six years before he can freaking, before they live the freaking banishment. And I won't get to see him blossom and flower into the old, crusty, beautiful man that he wants to become. You don't even freaking know the kid. You thought he was dead for a long time. I, and I'm blessed that he came back. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. But before we leave you, we have one quick segment to get to. As summer gets ready to come to an end, the children wait patiently for school to begin. They polish their lunch pails and organize their supplies while dreaming of ways to ruin those they despise. But for many young ones, they may be afraid to return to the school that they wish to avail. But we here at Our Week know life can be cruel, and thus we present Our Week's Guide Back to School. So Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Seekers, this is going to be an eight-category systems analysis. The first being food, the second being shelter, the third being clothing, the fourth being toilet, the fifth being cars and motorcycles, the sixth being sports, the seventh being geography, and the eighth being miscellaneous, which everybody knows is sex. We are going to create a landscape, a dreamscape through a roundtable panel discussing on a guide to get your kid back to school comfortably, quietly, and confidently. Number one, and I will start with food. The food at school is lunch, mostly lunch, sometimes breakfast. And I believe that turkey chunks and gravy is on the menu every year. Now for what, breakfast? For lunch. And what this is, is a pile of mush made p from potato skins and potatoes. 
and it is cooked down until it is complete. You can't recognize it as a food item, and it's it's almost clear. And on top of that beautiful pile of mush goes another pile of shredded mush, once belonging to a turkey no longer visibly connected to the body of a turkey in any way. It's shredded, it's mushed, and it piles high upon this other mush. And to make it all slide down one's gullet, they put a dressing on top of it. Yes, Uyghurs and Tweakers, it is a gravy made from what? It is unknown. And this gravy is gelatinous and thick. And you could hold it in your hand, almost like a non-binary liquid, Doug Jordan. Something that becomes a liquid and then returns into solid in your hand. Like when you take cornstarch and water. I don't know. Maybe it is made with cornstarch. Is that possible? I don't know. I am not the chef here. Yeah, most, most likely, yeah. And But this 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 delicacy is delicious. And don't forget Fiestata pizza. This looks like basically fake throw-up pizza food. And it's barf. And it tastes like barf, but it's delicious. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and just say I'm. Yeah, I'm a huge freaking fan of the freaking Fiesta Pizza. Um, it is one of the one of the, the freaking few delicacies that you cannot freaking find. You cannot get your freaking hands on it once you freaking leave school. Um, once upon a time, we all freaking had our last freaking Fiesta Pizza, and we didn't even freaking know it. Actually, I yeah. believe I found it at a gas station. I was just about to say I, I saw it at a gas station recently. I, I just want to say I don't ever want either of you two to ever freaking undercut me like that ever again. It's one of those types of food, Sandy, that burns even when it's cold. I don't understand it. It's not the spice. It's something about it. It tastes like vomit. It tastes like... Uh, moving on to number two, Seltzer, Sandy Farkas. Well, this is a freaking easy one. Uh, uh, the freaking shelter um, that you're trying to... The shelter would be the actually the freaking whole freaking school. Yeah, that's true. It's the building, sort of the building itself, you know. Maybe, you know, the the freaking playground, uh, you know, uh, uh, a special kind of slide that you can, uh, you know, freaking, uh, maybe a slide that you can you find, you know, that you can, I don't, I don't know. Maybe a freaking slide. Maybe a slide can be a freaking shelter. I freaking slept in a freaking playground, freaking slide a few times. Yeah, drunk. He was drunk. So, yeah. that's shelter. Uh, number three, clothing, Tady Arisser. Sure. Uh, with clothing, you know, schooling doesn't have to start once they get into the school. It starts at the beginning, and you got to let your kid dress themselves to go to school. If they want to be an idiot and wear a winter coat in 90-degree weather, you let that dumbass do it. it, it if they want to wear a loincloth and they freaking have to go to school and nothing but a loincloth and they get in trouble because they're freaking butts hanging out in school, you let them do it. You let these kids learn how to dress themselves because if they don't, but they have a, they have rough they have they have rough lives. You yeah. have to assume that they they never dress themselves before school, so just let your kid dress themselves. Yeah. yeah. Number four, Doug Jordan, your favorite toilet. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to copy what Sandy said, but I mean, there's toilets in a school. Now, when That's you go, point. when you use the urinal, this is a question for school kids. Do you? Just pull your Dangly Johnson out of the fly, or do you let the trousers drop all the way to the floor and the undies all the way down at your ankles and let your buttocks 
flapping the breeze for anyone who walks into the restroom to see while you're peeing at the urinal. I'm going to let you answer that question. What, what do you do? Well, I have been wearing house dresses still, so I have to hike them up very high to flash my buttocks, but I do because I like the way the wind tends to dry the insides of the cheeks out when they are exposed to only the air. Also, you have to keep in mind that most of the time, Taylor is wearing a diaper. Yeah, that's true, and that falls to my ankle, so... Jeez Louise, let's move on to number five, cars and motorcycles. This one's great for kids. Kids love cars, kids love motorcycles, and they wish they had them at school. If they could drive them to school, they would go more because they hate the bus. The bus is evil, and the bus driver is usually a maniac. So the cars and motorcycles, get your kids to school. Number six, sports, Sandy Farkas. This one is a freaking other really freaking easy one. It's whatever freaking sport is in the freaking gym class for the freaking week. Um, whether that be shooting, uh, playing freaking horse, or freaking doing freaking uh, freaking four square is a freaking classic. Uh, freaking tether ball is it for another freaking classic? Freaking kind of a, a bit a bit freaking dangerous, uh, sort of a dangerous one. Uh, but basically, the big freaking sport in freaking school is freaking gym. Yeah, Jim is the biggest sport. Number seven, geography. Tadia freaking Rizzer. This one's also very easy. It's almost so easy that it's almost difficult to talk about because the school is just located uh, nearby. Yeah, wherever, wherever, wherever the school is, wherever, is where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of these are actually so easy that they're actually incredibly difficult to talk about. Yeah. They also teach geography. It's called history, so. And number eight is miscellaneous. Doug Jordan, this is you. Every Everyone knows it means sex. Um, people you know, around high school will probably want to experiment. And that's fine. Just do it safely. Uh, use protection. Uh... And be uh, good. Uh, cons- uh, consensual is important. Consent. Now, you're saying that it's okay if the kids have sex in school? No, I'm saying as a, as a student, it's fine. At the appropriate age. In school, in the, on the grounds, on the campus. on the... Well, what do you want me to say when you say the freaking category is miscellaneous, which we all know means freaking sex? What, what do you want me to answer here? I don't know. Maybe sex education. Don't be nervous about getting <clears throat> erections in class. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's, that is honestly a very freaking helpful one. Do not be freaking afraid of getting freaking erections in class. It is not a freaking, it is really not a problem. It's completely freaking normal. And if they freaking call you up to the freaking chalkboard uh, to write something down to finish a freaking math problem, you go up there and you freaking, and you don't freaking worry about anything. It's the most hilarious thing that can happen in school. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to happen to me once. I went up there and I wrote on the chalkboard and everybody started laughing. I turned around and I said, what? What, what is a freaking, what is a freaking issue? What is the problem here? It happened to me once. Nobody even knew. It was embarrassing. I couldn't tell. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. What's with all the freaking primes today? 
What? Two segments you introduce with rhymes and riddles. I gotta tell you, I don't even know if that I realize that I'm doing it until I read it out loud. I didn't. I didn't try to make that rhyme. Both of those were super intricate. You're saying you didn't plan that at all? I was just writing copy. You gotta be freaking kidding me. I'm not horny.